0: I'm Richard Brown, Chairman and CEO of JMBA Financial Advisors at Minneapolis, Minnesota. Welcome to our podcast being recorded on July 14th, 2021. As we round the corner and head into the last half of the year, today's conversation focuses on markets and the global economy. Joining me for this conversation are three senior members of our Investment Committee, Michael Balata and John Foster, both senior advisors and investment strategists, along with David Webb, JMBA's Director of Investment Management. Welcome, Mike, John, and David. Thanks for joining me today.
1: Good morning.
2: Happy to be here, Richard. Thanks, Richard.
0: Michael, it's hard to believe that we're already halfway through 2021, especially given the significant shift in worldwide conditions from January. Mike, can you share a few key themes that were influential in the first half and how They impacted the way that we positioned our portfolios. Sure.
1: Thank you, Richard. And it certainly has been an interesting year so far for a variety of reasons. Uh, You know, it was one that was uh, really themed by the reopening and the restoration of confidence. When the vaccine announcements got made in November of last year, our thought process went to what are the asset classes that would stand to, to benefit most? And so we came to the conclusion that we were uh, we were going to overweight stocks versus bonds, small cap versus large, value versus growth. We added a real estate component. And then we also, uh, one that was a little bit less about timing, uh, but just more about valuation, was international over the U.S. And over the course of the first part of the year, that script played almost exactly in that way. And and it was additive to portfolio returns. The only thing that we're still waiting on a little bit is just the international versus U.S. argument as their reopening has been a little bit slower than ours. Uh, As one might expect, however, some of that monumental growth ends up causing supply bottlenecks, labor shortages and the like, which i.e. inflation And we have some of that still today, as we saw with one of yesterday's kind of hot CPI readings, again, uh, that showed the same pressures. But the overarching question is the same as we brought up earlier in the year. Is this transitory? How high will inflation get? More importantly, how long will it persist? And the biggest impact of the positioning around that was that interest rates went up in anticipation of the Federal Reserve having to step in sooner rather than later, and sooner or more uh, directly to what was anticipated or what they had originally communicated out. So 10-year treasury rates went up, bonds lost money, and some of the script that played so well in the first half of the year flipped a little bit, growth took over, large cap took back over, uh, and so some of those things neutralized a little bit uh, as a result of you know, some of these considerations around inflation and the like. The other theme that I would say really uh, kind of encapsulated the first half of the year was just the frothy or speculative behavior in the markets that we saw in a number of ways uh, via meme stocks or whatever have you, and just the lack of overall volatility in the market day to day and week to week. There was certainly volatility within asset classes, but just the market as a whole was really... Uh, Pretty calm for the most part, and I guess this is exhibited most by the fact that we've hit multiple record highs here. We're on pace, actually, to hit 74 new record highs in, in 2021, which would be three less than the most we've ever hit. And while we strongly doubt that we'll reach that, just here in the last two to three weeks, we've seen 12 new highs in 15 trading days. So whenever that kind of greed and speculation and froth gets built up to a bit of a frenzy, we start to worry a little bit about the uh, ability for the market to get disappointed and i.e. have an air pocket below it. So I think really three different things over the course of the first half of the year, just to recap, is the reopening and the restoration of confidence leading to inflationary pressures which then also has carried over for a, a majority of the year to some of this speculative behavior that we would expect to, to need to get washed out a little bit if we're going to move forward in a more healthy fashion.
0: Thanks, Michael. That's great information, as always. Um, speaking of information, the amount of information and news that flows in today's age can be overwhelming to most investors. So, David, what are a few of the data points and trends that JMBA Investment Committee Uh, is watching closely nowadays.
3: Thanks, Richard. You know, there's a number of different data points that come out every week with economic releases and such. And uh, I think the most important ones that we're focused on now would be those related to employment, housing, and then just supply chains in general. Uh, There's really no surprise to, to anyone that housing prices are up quite a bit over the last year. And we do think the pandemic has changed a lot of the, Information and its relevance, if we were to view it through the historical context that we uh, previously did. And so, um, you know, consumers and businesses are still in transition. Uh, What we're seeing this quarter is a lot of consumers now are shifting their spending uh, from goods to services. And so we're just trying to get our arms around uh, what is more permanent versus temporary. We do think a lot of the supply shortages. Will be resolved uh, in the second half of this year. But as it relates to labor, um, one of the things we do think on the margin uh, has happened is a number of consumers not only individuals really not only got through the pandemic and uh, survived, but felt like they thrived. And this wasn't the case for everyone, certainly, but I think it has opened the eyes of many individuals as to what's possible and different ways of doing things. And so they're reevaluating what life might look like, you know, not just in the quarter ahead, but in the years ahead and making adjustments in terms of their lifestyle and uh, just anecdotally, we're seeing quit rates go up. So people are voluntarily leaving their jobs at record levels. And so this is kind of surprising because usually you wouldn't see this with unemployment at the level that it's at. Um, so we're, we're really keeping focused on those three core areas uh, as we see data points and placing more weight on those than we ever have, as opposed to um, really looking at new data points. And then maybe just the other thing I'll mention as we enter Q2 earnings season here, how the market behaves in the wake of good profit growth, which we know is going to happen, is going to be really critical uh, to informing our view in the short to intermediate term. And so if companies are putting up stellar results in the market, um, sort of shrugs and sends the stock lower, then we'll, we'll sort of know that most of the easy money has been made. And to position for that, you know, we've embraced diversification um, in a very robust manner. And we always have, but it'll be more critical in the months ahead. Good stuff, David. Thank you. So, John, the first half of the year saw strong
0: gains for equities. What does our investment committee expect on the second half of 2021? Yeah, Richard, thanks. That's a good question. You know, as Mike and David
2: alluded to, we expect the economy to continue to be strong. It's recovering from coronavirus. Uh, The reopening phase is still in full effect. GDP in the U.S. is expected to be Uh, Almost double digits this year, which for U.S. growth as of the last you know four decades is uh, almost unheard of. And so the fundamentals are quite strong for equities. And so we remain overweight stocks relative to bonds with interest rates near 200-year lows. Uh, But also, as both Mike and David alluded to, there's a lot of optimism right now in the marketplace. And we ended the second quarter uh, at all-time highs and almost hitting new highs every day, which is, you know, virtually unheard of, as Mike had pointed out. And a lot of times in year one of a presidential cycle, the first half of the year will be good. The second half, a little bit rockier, as maybe you get concerns over policy changes, whether it be higher taxes, uh, both for individuals and corporations. And then this inflation argument, you know, will it be transitory? Won't it be transitory? You can have a sore knee and you can say for a month or two that it's transitory. But Richard, if your knee still hurts, you know, a year later, maybe you should go have it checked out at the doctor. And so will this inflation be transitory or will it be something else that requires higher rates sooner than the market's anticipating? Uh, So we'd expect maybe a little bit of rockiness, though, in Q3 as uh, the optimism uh, fades somewhat due to, you know, second half of year one of a presidential cycle. And then historically, September has been the only month that the markets, on average, posted negative returns. Uh, so the third quarter tends to usually be a little bit bumpier anyways. Uh, but overall, you know, with rates at 200-year lows and, and strong fundamentals for the economy, uh, we remain overweight stocks relative to bonds. Just think it could be
0: a, a bit bumpier ride from here. Thanks, John. We'll, we'll have to put our seatbelts on and see what happens. Uh, so, guys, beyond this year, what are some of the long-term investment Themes that uh, might leave a significant impact on the investment landscape. It,
2: yeah, I think there's you know there's a few things we're looking at. You know, one is you know we still like value over growth. You know, lots of companies right now pay more in dividends than you can earn in bond yields, uh, and that's just an attractive trade-off to us. And then I just add some mean reversion on international versus U.S. Uh, U.S. stocks have outperformed international by about 8% over the last decade and outperformed emerging by about 11% over the last decade. All these asset classes historically have returned about 10%. U.S. has been running hot. The rest of the world's been running cold. Uh, Anybody that lives in Minnesota knows here that the weather ultimately reverts to the mean. And while it might be hotter tomorrow than it is today, we know sometimes it's going to get colder here again. Uh, same is true with asset classes. They run hot and cold. Uh, The U.S. has been running hot. The rest of the world's been running cold. Uh, Long term, some mean reversion there would make a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, I'll just add to to John's point right there. And I know that this is kind of cliche or, or investment speak, but diversification is likely going to be extremely key Over the next six months, for sure, but also as we head, you know, with a variety of different outcomes and timelines and timetables and policy introductions, infrastructure bill, higher taxes, those sorts of things, is that it's going to be as important as ever to have various investments in the portfolio that can benefit from different outcomes. Uh, you know, they've talked about uh, diversification in, in an up market when everything's going up. Nobody wants to be diversified, right? You want 100 percent of your assets in whatever asset class is going up. But on the flip side, when it goes down, you also don't want 100 percent of your funds going down along with it. So you have to have those other things represented. So whether we might believe in value over growth, it's important to have growth, uh, you know, in uh, international and emerging markets over the U.S. due to valuation. Uh, important to have some gold real estate commodities for hedging characteristics. But, you know, I think diversification will be key as we move forward here in in 2021 and beyond.
3: And maybe I just throw in a couple other ideas, you know, as it relates to individual sectors. I think the pandemic opened our eyes to the fact that, um, you know, to, to constantly seek out the lowest cost supplier in areas like semiconductors and medical supplies related to public health, it it didn't make sense, you know, um, given with what transpired. And so we're going to see a whole new level of probably reshoring back to America with respect to manufacturing of critical uh, supply chain components. And that can't happen overnight. That's probably a decade long trend that we think will create some opportunities. And, And then I think just too the way that we will battle recessions in the future, you know, with fiscal stimulus is really largely a new way of handling um, short term bumps in the economy. And what that opens up from like a Pandora's box perspective, you know, it's been a while since we've we've done this. And how aggressive do we go to putting money in the hands of consumers? It, it seems to have worked this time around. Uh, but we're also seeing some, some issues on the labor front. And so these are things as a society that we'll have to iron out over the years ahead. But it doesn't seem like we're not going to be able to battle future recessions with uh, large amounts of fiscal stimulus. So I think that's definitely part of the new equation.
0: Good stuff. Thank you guys for the informative discussion today. And thank you very much for listening. We hope that you'll visit jmba.com and tune into our other podcast. Thank you for your continued trust in JMBA, not only as your financial advisor, but also your advocate. Please reach out if you need anything at all. You can find our contact information at JNBA.com.
4: Important disclosure information, past performance may not be indicative of future results. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Therefore, it should not be assumed that future performance of any specific investment or investment strategy, including the investments and or investment strategies recommended and or undertaken by JMBA financial advisors or any non-investment related content made reference to directly or indirectly in the podcast will be profitable equal any historical performance levels, be suitable for your portfolio or individual situation, or prove successful. JMBA is neither a law firm nor a certified public accounting firm, and no portion of its services should be construed as legal or accounting advice. Moreover, you should not assume that any discussion or information contained in this podcast serves as a receipt of, or as a substitute for, personalized investment advice from JMBA. Please remember that it remains your responsibility to advise JMBA in writing if there are any changes to your personal financial situation or investment objectives for the purpose of reviewing, evaluating, revising our previous recommendations and or services, or if you would like to impose, add, or to modify any reasonable restrictions to your investment advisory services. A copy of our current written disclosure brochure discussing our advisory services and fees is available upon request. The scope of the services to be provided depends upon the needs of the client and the terms of engagement. Please see important disclosure information at www.jmba.com backslash disclosure.